up, my space friends? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast, a weekly show where we go over space games, particularly Star Citizen mostly, but uh, we touch on space games, look at how they're doing, what they're doing, and if they're getting finished. And today, I am joined by Yamix, who's probably got quite a bit to say about that. Yamix is a, a YouTuber, covered a lot of Elite Dangerous, but really you've branched out into a lot of games and uh, actually covered a little bit of Star Citizen recently, so I... I I mean, you've done that before in the past. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've noticed a lot, a lot more recently. So I thought I'd bring you on so we could talk a little bit about it. Thanks for joining me. How are you? Uh, fine. Uh, neither good nor bad. Basically, it's somewhere in the middle, and that's okay. Okay, okay. that's good. That's good. In the middle is great because honestly, bad days suck. That's that's the average state of human existence, though most people would consider it good. Kind of says about where they are in life, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. It's all relative. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you have been covering quite a few games lately, but what would you say was has been kind of the, the main theme of your uh, YouTube channel? Uh, failed attempts at comedy. <laughs> there you go. That's the best one. There's a testimonial. Is that like in the, uh, yeah. is that the headline? Sure, why not? Put it all in right. my... Gravestone. Yeah, why not? All right. So, so the comedy is one take. Uh, any particular game, genre, or type of thing now, that you like to focus on? My my closest one was first person shooters, and thus I went into. Oh God, the first one was Tribes Ascend, and that didn't last long. But uh, if you want to cringe really hard, well, you can go and um, check those um, old videos of mine. Like, like for example, the first videos that where I actually spoke was um, tribes send some some tribes send guides. Really bad. Well, <laughs> but, yeah. I uh, mean, uh, setting that aside, uh, the next one was uh, Planet Side Two, which I spent four years doing, and uh, um, you know, I, again, first person shooter, and uh, then jumped into uh, Elite Dangerous, and that took over, uh, exploded, and uh, whippity whoppity, here I am. How did you so, end up going from first-person shooters to Elite Dangerous? Uh, well, it's not that weird of a progression because, you know, I like first-person shooters, right? So I uh, I prefer the first-person perspective. And uh, one day on YouTube, I see suddenly videos popping up about this game called something-something. Uh, and, uh, and it's a spaceship, right? Uh, you're, you're looking around from the seat position. Uh, at the time, I had played already uh, Armor, where you can turn your head around, and I thought, oh, that's pretty cool, and then the menus pop up, and it's like, ooh, interactable UI that is in-game space. Well, that's that's unusual, and the game runs okay, and, uh, oh, you can control more parts in your uh, vehicle, uh, and so that's that in-depth uh, feature, and I'm thinking, okay, that's something I haven't seen even in um, racing simulators, literal uh, racing sims. So I'm thinking, hmm, okay, well, all right, then, um, it, uh, buy it. <laughs> that was actually the first game I bought at the time. Uh, up until then, either, you know, games were gifted or I was playing free-to-play stuff. <clears throat> Tribe to Sand, Planet Side, and uh, a few other ones as well. So, yeah. Okay. And, um, and the thing is, I, I played Elite Dangerous uh, just, you know, off hours of, um, um, what was it, uh, the Elite Dangerous stuff, so, yeah. I, gosh, I really, 
I loved Elite Dangerous, but I only got to play, I played it for such a short amount of time because right as I got into Elite Dangerous, my life got super busy, but it was right around uh, when they introduced the Thargoids. That was like 2017, 2018 time, right? Let's see, uh, Thargoids introduced, yeah, about 2017, yeah. How'd you First, feel about uh, that? Um, right, so so those were of the old guard, those that played the uh, old Elite, uh, elite uh, games, um, Elite one, two, and three, you know, uh, and uh, they knew about this alien being called Targoid, the existential um, thing that is uh, encroaching on humanity there uh, within the lore, but in Elite Dangerous, they were nowhere to be seen. And uh, Elite Dangerous, apparently, lore-wise, came after the first war that was so secretive, blah, blah, blah. The lore is pretty stupid, but regardless, at least that's my, my take on it. Uh, and uh, they basically... Um, Let's see, uh, they suddenly just popped up uh, uh, one day and, 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 you know, sort of grabbed you out of uh, what what basically is known as a loading screen. Suddenly, the loading screen, uh, the safest thing in Elite's uh, gameplay gets interrupted and you just get pulled out. And you're thinking, well, what the fuck? Uh, so, as an experience, it was really nice. Uh, Sad that that version of that uh, cutscene-like uh, environment is no longer um, available within the game, so that sucks, only it exists in uh, video format. But regardless, um, the Targoid stuff, uh, it was a really interesting sort of a first introduction, sort of really mysterious thing, you know, alien stuff finally coming in. Because uh, until then... Um, I don't remember if we had uh, Guardians, but... Uh, no, we had Guardians. Uh, so we only had some weird alien ruins, but nothing living and moving, right? So uh, that sort of a first contact for at least uh, the new f that we were. Um, yeah, that was that was unique and well-executed, especially considering the uh, lead dangerous uh, front-end development's uh, great audio team. Uh, they absolutely nailed it uh, with great sounds they made a simple sort of ship alien ship sort of floating in front of you uh, doing a little bit of light show shaking your camera a bit and then flying off right that in of itself wouldn't do much but the sound the music the little details that uh, uh, they were experts of uh, well uh, added and alleviated to Great heights, if you will. That brought in hype for the tar Targoid stuff. But as known, but as it's known for um, Elite Dangerous, it stagnated hard for a long time until we got to anywhere, anywhere close to even interacting with uh, Targoids. But it always ended up being at least an interesting sort of a build-up. But uh, yeah, it, it it was blue-balling the, the 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 narrative. Yeah, I remember everybody was very excited at first, and then it just kind of yeah, no, it was didn't move didn't move very quickly after that. Did it ever end up having like a satisfying conclusion? Well, let me recap you then. Um, after that first encounter, then came the second encounter. Basically, there were the uh, barnacle sites on, you know, sm small barnacles, literally on planet surfaces that you could uh, find. Uh, you know, there were only a few of them uh, at the time that we could easily find, uh, or rather had found, uh, specific on specific coordinates, which is, anyways, regardless. Um, 
those we already knew beforehand. And, um, you know, they, we were thinking, well, well, yeah, they're kind of connected because they look the same. Uh, but at one point, um, they would spawn, or rather the game would spawn in a Targoid coming in and sucking off the barnacle or something like that. Uh, that that became the second uh, encounter, and that was also, you know, a big uh, hype moment and whatnot else. But yeah, I mean, what, who doesn't like what a they good did, no barnacle one knew. sucking? Yeah, 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 basically. Uh, then, then you skip a little bit uh, forward after the second encounter. Uh, we start seeing, let's see if I remember correctly, but yeah, we start uh, finding uh, those um, planetary bases, right? Um, those those big encampments, and that was Targoid stuff, right? The big big bases, and a long time. Um, let's see, uh, with the bases, uh, base discoveries. Soon after, um, but yeah, that, there was a big gap between uh, uh, that and the second encounter uh, moment. So we find bases. Um, I think it was a couple of month, months or a month later. Damn it, I don't remember. Need to recap it. But regardless, uh, we finally get to interact with actual Targoids in space. Uh, though at the time we didn't have any weapons, so we had to wait for weapons. Oh, but yeah, basically... Uh, Ultimately, we get to fight finally Targoids, and that's, oh god, what was it, uh, a year, if not year and a half later, after the first encounter, that we got to actually play against those Targoids. That's um, faster than I thought it was. I thought it was, like, a few years. Yeah, I might misremember this stuff, because, again, at this point, I don't keep needless information in my brain that's what internet's for so again i'm very horrible at this reca recapping so might be two years but regardless that was the idea there and um once we got to fight against the targoids uh, all that really came in new was the guardian stuff uh weapon wise and the new guardian site that's about it uh then at some point saucers you know the small targoid thing uh Things that looked like the old uh, Elite One uh, saucer uh, aliens uh, appeared that basically were just cheaper, easier to kill uh, Targoids, and that's about it. Uh, ever since then, all we got was just more weapons and, well, let's see, yeah, more weapons and, and tools to kill them, and that's about it. And more powerful versions of Targoids, but no one really cares. There were some, inst some small little um, nuggets of odd example well, odd changes uh, but nothing particularly unique and uh only recently we got the motherships and and, and uh, stuff like that so yeah ultimately it's it's been <sighs> long-winded blue bowling and even then it's sort of a, i don't know it do you think are, are, are yeah. the aliens important to you when it comes to a space sim? Like, are you fine with there not being any alien factions, just humanity running amok in the space? Or do you want to see somebody kicking us back a little bit? Well, well, that question really goes uh, goes for the whole science fiction as a genre, really. Um, what are aliens used in a narrative sense uh, for, you know, movies, stories, uh, uh and thus also for video games. For video games, more often, aliens are just, you know, some, some kind of a uh, quintessential baddie that you won't question its morality or anything like that, and that you can shoot without uh, any hesitation, right? That's that's an easiest sort of a shorthand in writing. It's actually, uh, that's, 
Sorry. No, no. I was going to say that's that's why uh, when I was a kid and I wasn't able to, I wasn't old enough to play M-rated games. My my mom was cool with me playing Halo because I was shooting alien like these these random aliens way off in space rather than like humans in Call of Duty. Yeah, when it comes to aliens or more specifically robots, are the best example of uh, uh, of of the f screwed up. I was uh, about to swear uh, the screwed up uh, nature of uh, censorship uh, within just societies, generally speaking. Because oh, hey, you can be ultra violent against. Uh, Robots and all kinds of stuff like that, but not uh, anything living that has blood or or uh, extremities and stuff like that. Though, when it comes to robots, you can go as as hard as you can. You can still get that uh, um, PG rating. So, so that goes back to that as well. And aliens are sort of a step uh, step above that. Uh, that you know they they're organic, blah blah blah. But you know you can universally just uh, make them look uh, evil and nasty and what tells <clears throat> star citizen uh, <laughs> you know what i mean um and uh you won't really question whether or not it's uh, good or not to fight them and whatnot else and uh, let's be frank gaming usually doesn't want to bring in uh, morality or nuance in, uh, within its uh, stories because oh hey uh, that'd be too much to think about or or that'd be too hard or that'd be too I think you're selling folks short. I think we've got some some games oh, yeah, that no, can uh, stretch the that's brain. That's what the executives think. Pure and simple. Um, there are plenty of people that enjoy something like uh, Fallout uh, New Vegas with its uh, unique uh, and interesting story. Um, well, factions specifically and uh, their own uh, motivations as well as uh, moralities and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and games with... Uh, Great stories often have that nuance, but to make that nuance, you first of all have to be a decent writer um, to even figure it out and plan it out as well and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot that goes into uh, making interesting aliens and not just generic baddies. But yeah, generic baddies are a simple shorthand for something that you can shoot without being you know, too apprehensive. So, so is that like, do you find it, do you, do you like... Do you have any preference as to whether or not there are aliens in the game? Does that even matter to you? Depends on what they do, really. Uh, what are they meant to do? If, if they are just baddies, honestly speaking, I, I, hate, I, I hate humanity already enough, so I don't really care whether that's a human face exploding in my, in, in my windshield or, or is it just some uh, bad, baddie with a lot of teeth, uh, you know, sharp teeth uh, going up against me, really. Um, they are easier to make, you know, uh, scary, kind of, but I mean, the only kind of scary creature that would work would be for a horror game, and let's be frank, most action game games just tend to whittle down these uh, creatures to just simple meat fodder and, and you know, yeah, cannon fodder, so... Mm, it's... I don't know, that, that's the thing. Aliens are more colorful. But then again, they are also a lot more shallow. That's the thing. Uh, when it comes to all stories of uh, alien races, the only exception I can think of where the game had taken its time to portray aliens uh, truly, you know, with their own uh, morality and interesting approach and, and philosophy is... Uh, Mass Effect, yeah, Mass Effect would be the one uh, that comes to mind immediately, and uh, there are a few other ones, but 
Yeah, no, when it comes to... Yeah, aliens are basically uh, a shorthand for making something a baddie and making it more colorful than it being a human. You know, human is boring. An uh, alien with, I don't know, a fursuit or... Um, I don't know, uh, the, 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 a lot of teeth or, or, or uh, big mummy milkers, you know, that's that's a lot more colorful than, than just a human. So, yeah. I'll take that as a, it doesn't really matter then. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it depends on how the, it's uh, used, professional really. opinion. It always is. It depends on how it's used. All right, well, the, the Thargoids development, I think, was an interesting peek into how Elite Dangerous progressed over the years. Um, let's turn to Star Citizen. You've been playing that. I know you've done content for it in the past. You've been doing more pretty regularly. Recently, we did a podcast. Uh, actually, I guess that was about Elite Dangerous. But you've, we did a new player guide on your channel together, and then you've been putting out pretty regular reviews in the game. What brings you over to playing Star Citizen more? Like I said last time, drive-by shootings. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, but... It's, it's just generally speaking, um, hey, it's another space game um, that I've, you know, dabbled into and fuck it. Uh, I got a little bit more time and um, might as well make for uh, for that something. See whether or not uh, folk like it and, uh, and, and you know, it's just, yeah, just trying something new out, not just being uh, closed in on one specific thing. Expanding the vision or horizons. So was it that you had enough to cover before, or was it that Star Citizen wasn't quite at a place where you were ready to cover oh, it before? Oh, no. I, uh, the thing is, I oftentimes ended up uh, doing elite stuff more because, well, folks that at least watch my content uh, wanted more about elite, about elite Dangerous. But, um, I mean... I always wanted to expand a little bit more on, on, on just everything, right? Uh, first things first, I learned about Elite Dangerous. Okay, once I've learned about Elite Dangerous uh, and folk are w watching that, uh, well, I also kind of want to uh, see where the history comes from. And that's where a couple of videos that I did on the whole space sim history uh, came from, right? Exp ex going back and examining where you know, this genre even popped up, or how it did, uh, yeah. what were the major influences, trying out the games that uh, the, the old farts right now sitting in their armchairs are saying that, oh, those are good games! You know, Freelancer, Original Elite, and oh, God damn it, uh, Elite 2 and 3, Jesus Christ, uh, X4s, uh, you know, those things that are not just, you know, Star Citizen Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen Elite Dangerous, or occasionally No Man's Sky. Uh, something, well, each of them do a little bit different stuff as well, and expanding that uh, uh, vision and knowledge and horizons of uh, understanding is... Uh, uh, good thing that not only I can benefit from <coughs> developers. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, do you, are you aiming to make content that you hope will, will help developers like that they can watch and maybe get some feedback from, or are you making it more for the entertainment value kind of your own just interests in general? Right, there goes a there goes a story about how Yemex became extremely jaded. Right, so back in the day, Planet Side 2. I made videos for Planet Side 2 and essentially uh did videos uh, you know 
like I did for uh, Elite as well, but uh, more for uh, Plantside 2 back in the day, suggesting things, uh, trying to, uh, you know, make kind of a, a helpful push, I guess, if you will, to, to change something within the game or uh, uh, highlight something that uh, needed a change or, 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 or something that would, yeah, help, I suppose, uh, the, the game itself to advance. Um, and then and what I would think uh, uh, would expand it or whatever. Basically, yeah, as, as as you said, help the game, whatever, whatever right? Uh, but time and time again, making these good suggestions and seeing myself, uh, even on Reddit or video uh, format as well, a lot of good ideas. And not just, uh, oh, give me a BFG in this game. You know, not that sort of a that stupid shit. Okay? No. Something that is something smaller. Like, for example, maybe tweak a number here so that this makes more more sense there or change you know color of this other little thing something that is super menial but would change extremely how either environment gameplay or well a, approach to the whole game uh, would be made and you know it doesn't take a lot of uh, time or effort and not just saying oh make the grind less no specifically going into uh, how the grind could be retained if <sighs> If you want to retain the grind, uh, just make it more engaging and more interesting, um, you know, and, and th those sorts of things. Now, for Planetside back in the day, I made quite a bit of those uh, sorts of suggestions and seeing also my peers, uh, reddits, uh, video formats and so on and so forth, just making good ideas, right? Not all of them good, but uh, quite a lot of nice ideas and all of them being ignored like literally 99.9% .9 being absolutely ignored and uh, eventually you just think what the fuck is the point unless there's a big uproar uh, the developers really won't care if they don't think, uh, engage with the community and Plantside uh, team even at the time was uh, actually quite visible on uh, reddits and other places as well uh, so they engage with the community but uh, when it came to actually implementing these uh, ideas uh, even simple things balance changes right that never really happened and that uh, disillusioned me from uh, that whole approach and then came Ellie dangerous oh god um they interacted with the community even less they oh god the, the word balance pass is basically non-existent i literally shit you not sorry about that uh it's just non-existent Unless it breaks something tremendously within the game, uh, allows people to exploit it, uh, get a lot of credits or uh, kill something very quickly or, you know, do something that is uh, not exactly intended in the quickest or best way possible. But as long as the bad things, you know, bad things can stay bad. They, they don't matter. The fact that uh, uh, there are things that allow people to exploit the game uh, to high hell, but, uh, you know, not affect others, uh, we're going to change it. But when it comes to actually giving, uh, let's see, uh, find an upgrade for uh, a cannon or something like that, or improving its viability for uh, in comparison to other guns, Nah, who cares? Like, who cares? Oh, well, this gun's been uh, outdated uh, and uh, absurdly uh, uh, obscured there f for years since the start of the game. Eh, who cares? 
And that sort of attitude further disillusioned me and so on and so forth. So these days, to answer the question, yeah, when I make videos, I honestly speak, unless it's completely stupid and I can mock it and Honestly speaking, at this point, uh, mocking is the only way to get something to work and change. Um, yeah, I, I don't bother really suggesting, uh, suggesting anything because, well, I ain't going to spend my time uh, doing the job that is supposed to be done by somebody who's uh, supposed to be employed and paid for that. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a very jaded uh, stance to take, but at this point... I'm not being paid for the work that somebody else is supposed to do, so why should I, right? Uh, however, uh, even then, I tend to tend to, from time to time hint at a couple of things and and, and sometimes even uh, slip up and say what uh, needs to be changed and and and, and so on and so forth. But uh, but yeah, I, I I try not to waste my time on it because I've seen the good potential that community Star Citizen uh, included. Uh, suggest to well their developers their individual uh, game developers um and it's just such good ideas like genuinely simple to implement good ideas just get completely discarded and forgotten completely about it's such a shame sure you can't implement every single idea that uh, you know some randoms uh, on the forums suggest but <sighs> learning from warframe even, you know, one of the better uh, community interactive uh, development teams that take in the community's response and uh, suggestions more than uh, most other ones. Yeah, even they tend to slip up, but they do implement uh, these ideas from time to time and, and they do re-evaluate their games quite a bit more. So it's more rewarding to see that hey, your idea, you know, kind of made it. Not necessarily even your idea, that a good idea succeeded and made the game better for everyone. But when you see that be completely ignored and instead the next day implemented another fucking ship or another grind loop, well, what more than what disappointment can you feel? Sorry about that. Well, winded, but there you go. No, I think uh, that's a good explanation because there's there's this kind of interesting. I don't want to conspiracy call it a conspiracy theory, but uh, you'll see, especially last year, you saw it a lot. People just kind of uh, blaming content creators or accusing content creators of like single handedly changing Star Citizen. So I, I feel like <laughs> you're gonna have to have a conversation with them because they believe that you're coming over here to make some major changes to the game. But that also is, is it's an interesting point because I do think that they manage to miss the mark when it comes to that kind of stuff, taking in feedback and making small changes, like you said. But they also do hit it sometimes. Like the I don't know if you've done the mining in 319, but that that they kind of came out and admitted it is something they decided to go back and do because the community was voicing their displeasure with how mining was. They wanted to like sit back and let it be how it was uh, in December or like last year. And uh, people made enough noise to change that up. And I think I've seen that happen a couple of times. Not a ton, but there, there is hope. I don't know, man. Um, when it comes to changes for Star Citizen, it's, uh, there's a bigger topic about game design and uh, the word planning that uh, I could go into. But uh, putting that aside, uh, you hit upon the point that is very poignant here. Uh, 
sadly, within the games, when it comes to improving and uh, developers listening to community, uh, sadly, on these days, unless you're making a lot of stink or you have extremely, extremely uh, good development team that has uh, their fingers on the pulse and make a point to be... Uh, what was the word? Hold on. Um, out, not out of touch. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Quite a lot of developers tend to be very out of touch with the game they're making. So unless you're making that extra effort, you're really not going to see uh, any changes come up. Unless, I feel like... Unless you, unless you make a lot of stink. I feel like out of touch developers is the definition of what happened with that recent Saints Row game. Uh, I don't know. It was just, it was so completely off of what. Saints Row, so, that, that's a different topic. Um, uh, see, yeah, that's a much bigger, the, different the, the, topic. No, no, no. The thing is, uh, Saints Row is a whole game, right? So Saints Row's uh, uh, story was, yeah, uh, it's a different kind of out of touch. It's uh, out of touch with the society and, and well, the gaming, uh, well, uh, not communities, let's just say, just uh, people who play games, right? Uh, being out of touch of uh, just what, would make for a fun, interesting game. You can make fun, interesting game that says something, uh, and then you can make a game that just simply has coating of something, if that makes sense. But uh, but yeah, when I talk about out of touch, uh, when it comes to game development and uh, game developers, uh, well, in sense of, uh, let's take Elite Dangerous, because I like shit on Elite Dangerous, you know, that's me. Uh, there's There's that, approach that hey your coders your uh, audio artists sure fine they they don't need to play the game constantly and you know interact with the community constantly and that's you know that's not feasible obviously they they need to do their work but when it comes to game designers now those f***ers do need to actually interact and played their own game. Uh, one term uh, that I've been using for Elite Dangerous uh, in, in the last two years or so, uh, more and more because of the Odyssey, was uh, uh, it seems that developers don't play their own game. At least the person that makes the decision as to what to make and how to make it uh, just doesn't play, play the game, so doesn't really know what's the biggest problems to it. Because if you just play, Hell, even Star, uh, Star Citizen doesn't really matter which one. You immediately do feel what needs to change and what needs to be implemented in order to improve the experience. Even if it is in a malicious way to make sure that the grind is sufficiently long. Even then, you do need to play it. You do need to test it. And yes, QA testers can do just that much. But as a game designer who makes the, the decisions, especially game director you need to properly go through uh, through the game that uh, you are making. And uh, oftentimes, uh, as the time progresses, we all tend to play less and less of it and because we already know it. And we tend to, well, ignore things that we kind of subconsciously already know works, right? But uh, coming in fresh, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to do. And the longer time goes on, the more you need to pay attention to it. Uh, Again, I'm how being you, very vague on the... But yeah. Well, how do you feel about the way that they're testing with uh, the amount of... I mean, they're using a massive pool of people to do all this. It's, it might not be the developers that are doing it every day. I know uh, you can spot the developers in the game at times, but like they're 
basically opening it up to millions of people and saying, throw us the errors that you're getting. Uh, do you think that's working out for them? Uh, bug reports, you mean? Uh, bug reports are helpful, sure, but uh, fundamentally, uh, bug reporting is a well. You get, let's say, ten thousand entries a day, right? Well, a lot of them are similar. Okay, you categorize them, but uh, it's again, I've, it's hard to comment on the QA. Generally speaking, it's a different sort of a uh, approach, but um, well. Bug reporting is one thing. Um, designing is another one, and uh, well, it's, it, it's a lot. Basically, it's a lot. Um, so yeah, it, okay. Well, let's it, go it's back. It's to comment on on on, on specifics because again, it's such a vast topic. Sorry about it. Yeah. No, no, no. I it's and it's hard to say how effective it can be because, like you said, there's a lot like. You can have a bug reporting system, but people will not use it efficiently, and you'll get a lot of duplicates. You'll get a lot of things that get missed, and there's just there's yeah, a lot to bug it. Bug reports, bug reports. Generally speaking, they are useful, sure, but uh, it it only shows what the people encounter at at the time, and not necessarily show what the you know underlying problems are. It's sort of a, a reporting sin symptoms, quite literally. It's just symptom reporting uh, rather than the cause of it. So yeah, uh, and it's up to developers. Uh, well, first of all, it has to be siphoned through the QA, and then has to be found as uh, you know the core problem, or well, siphoned through and uh, this well uh, identified. There we go. As uh, as what is the problem? So uh, it's it's big task for any game. Really. What do you think of when so they like run these events? especially after 3.18, they put in persistent entity streaming. That's the uh, technology that they're using on the back end. And they've been trying to stress it, it seems, at least this is a, you know, a, a theory that people have, that they've been trying to stress it and entice more people to jump into the game at the same time and kind of overload it. Now, that is good for them because they're getting data and stuff, but it also makes the game run worse for everybody else who's trying to play at the time. How do you feel about that style of testing on a live environment? Well, Star Citizen is an interesting case. I mean, it's alpha, right? So it's supposed to be a test server, not a real game, not right. a real testing environment, not a real um, uh, gameplay, you know, uh, specific uh, experience, uh, but literally a testing environment. But then again, it's being presented as a game. It's uh, sort of misleading you in that sort of a sense that, oh, it's this is playable. There is gameplay in it. So it's, I don't know, man. Uh, I doubt that developers uh, for Star Citizen are specifically going out of their uh, way to, you know, use the environment to screw you over. Because let's be frank, fundamentally, uh, the servers they're using uh, are, are shit. And ultimately, I personally, well, at least I assume, you know, the, the servers that we have, uh, the way Star Citizen works currently, is supposed to be very just temporary. <coughs> Ten years temporary, but regardless, temporary until they can introduce the, uh, what was it, um, server meshing, you know, and that's going to be the real thing. So testing just some random server that is just a temporary thing that is going to be just cast away is uh, kind of pointless, I would say, uh, like most other things within Star Citizen, but anyways... <laughs> You, so, you you would say that server meshing is pointless? Uh, server meshing. Oh, God, it's an interesting one. Um, 
Ooh, server meshing, server meshing. Well, now server meshing is uh, is a nebulous uh, technology, and it, again, what they want to do with the uh, with the technology is not exactly feasible for the majority of the world. I would say just because of how shit, generally speaking, is uh, the uh, uh, overall infrastructure for internet around the around the globe. So uh, that's at least my my first take. But again, it's it's really hard to say what they will uh, produce or what they will do with the uh, uh, server meshing as a feature or how they will implement it. So until we really know more, it's just a nebulous term that they are putting out and saying that, oh, well, we want to make this a seamless thing. But how that will turn out or what even is the general plan is well, very hush-hush for them. So... Well, I mean, they've 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 come out and explained like pretty clearly that the ultimate goal is just to split up the game space so that they're putting less load on a given server. Do you, do you not think that's possible? Possible, yes. But what the experience will be, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, we yeah, don't we don't know what it's going to end up playing like. But theoretically, I mean, we've seen Spatial OS pull this off. Uh, I've Heard that there are a couple other games that are doing stuff like this. Well, honestly, I'm of, I'm of uh, belief that uh, you should just stick with uh, dedicated servers, really. Uh, Planetside 2 uh, managed 1,000 players within the server. Uh, there are, uh, and not the server, but a map. And it is playable for the most part. Uh, at the maximum loads, a little bit less, but uh, consistently, Planetside is capable of doing it. Uh, so, to some degree, at least, we know that, you know, kind of a gameplay is uh, possible, whether or not uh, high fidelity stuff is uh, is possible is a whole different story. Uh, but splitting up, I mean, I see server meshing as basically a glorified peer-to-peer, uh, -peer, and, well, let's be frank, I'm, yeah, I'm not keen on peer-to-peer, -peer, especially for first-person shooters, uh, but, you know, even for space sims like... Um, Oh, well, look at that. Elite Dangerous is a peer-to-peer, -peer and it's not great. Um, so, yeah, it's it's barely functional, I would say. But, uh, I don't know. Peer-to-peer -peer we'll is in, like, data transfer between clients? Peer-to-peer, uh, -peer, right. So, uh, there are... Well, the, the way peer-to-peer -peer, uh, networking works, essentially, is that uh, you are sending data to whoever you're connected to, or at least... Uh, Oh yeah, peer-to-peer -peer is uh, when you're just sending data between uh, the participants of the instance. All the information uh, that are pertaining to you are well, being sent to the uh, instance members, and the instance members are sending back the information about themselves. And uh, thus you're seeing, uh, that. that's why you see a lot of rubber banding within peer-to-peer. -peer. With a dedicated server base, like, Star Citizen, for example, you have a dedicated server that handles the data where everyone's sending in the data about the environment, uh, well, rather what they are doing and, uh, you know, what their position is. And the server handles uh, sending out the data about the current state of the game world. Uh, so that's the difference. And that's why uh, the dedicated server uh, system is a lot more precise and better. Uh, so yeah, peer-to-peer, uh, -peer, again, if you have a bad internet with a peer-to-peer, -peer, that person who has bad internet will be, well, just 
teleporting around the place while everyone else might look okay because the information from that person is coming in later. Um, but isn't again, Star Citizen sticking with the dedicated server like you said? Server meshing, as far as I understand, the server meshing is supposed to be a bunch of dedicated servers uh, around the globe uh, able to take in players and sort of uh, distributing the load uh, depending on where you are in the space, as far as I understand. there's But they're oh all connected to a uh, replication layer, which is supposed to be kind of like that dedicated server. Yeah, it, it's, it's again, it, it, it's... Yeah, let's just say I don't know. I I will. Just, I'll. Th th this is the way I feel about a lot of tech that they talk about. From my perspective, they explain it to a way where it makes sense. I just need them to prove it. But I don't. I don't necessarily doubt that they can do it. Um, I just. I'm all. I'm always considerate of the fact that the whatever we end up getting at the end of this, when all these systems are working together, is probably not going to be what we're imagining in our heads. Which when is a game ever? Well, when it comes out, if it comes out, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> at this point, uh, uh, Star Citizen is just using dedicated servers, and I think they should just stick with it. Uh, there's uh, the idea of just making this uh, a seamless uh, transition and then this uh, one big server-like cluster uh, being the server is a really cool idea, right? And that'd be really nifty. But frankly, it's uh, it's a... Uh, it's a new tech that fundam fundamentally mm, I don't think is really going to work out and end up being just a, a poorer version between dedicated servers, which are the best ex uh, experience in at least current state, uh, versus oh, it, it might be something in between the peer-to-peer -peer and dedicated server sort of experience, maybe, at best of cases. Worst of cases, it might be the worst of both. Either way, I look but, forward to it. I look, I, I'm... Somebody's got to do it, right? Somebody needs to push forward. Uh, it's I don't obviously think not it's Chris Roberts, that's for sure. Anybody. I don't care if it's the, the homeless person down the street and they've got a computer that they can try. If you're trying something new and you're pushing it forward, I appreciate that. And it's not the same scale, but like SpaceX is kind of in that position. They have failed a lot and they've messed up a lot, uh, but they're they're still kind of trying and it's interesting to see other people kind of trying to catch up and jump into that industry i hope star citizen inspires other people to do similar things if if anything even if star citizen fails maybe we could see another project that that perfects what they've done and does it better well yeah progress is what progress is sure every developer tries to put in some sort of new thing a new spin to their games or uh, technologies and some of them succeed every... <laughs> others, uh, most of them don't every uh, yeah every every dev you can go look at assassin's creed and see all the new puzzle types they put into their uh their game using the same controls in the <laughs> with the with the same lines that's like there are some games that really just don't even try there are a lot of games that really just don't even try so i appreciate yeah. games like like star citizen doing interesting things like this yeah yeah there with star citizen there's a lot of feelings you can feel there is how about we how about we talk a little bit about them actually so you when you first started doing content for star citizen how did you feel about it and like and, and I don't mean like just over the last few weeks. I mean like literally the first time yeah, 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 years yeah. ago. And how do you feel about it now compared to then? 
Oh, God. Right. So, uh, my first experience around 2017 when I picked up Star Citizen. Yeah, let's see. I need to go back and take a look at when my first video for Star Citizen was. But, yeah, it was somewhere around 2017, 2.6.3 or 2.6.2. Two was uh, was the version. Regardless, uh, that was the time when uh, you could literally go in uh, any files and remove online play, and yeah, that gave that. literally fifty percent fade rate. Which is, I missed that. Also, that was the time when you could literally crouch and faint. I missed that. That was anyway. cool when people could get offline. Oh, it was so funny. Um, but anyways, um, Star Citizen, when I first uh, first picked it up, um, I saw a lot of videos around, you know, ships and walking tours and all that stuff, you know, this, uh, this a lot. Uh, but uh, I thought, well, okay, I was making at the time uh, or nearing the end of the ship reviews for uh, LA Dangerous. And I thought, oh, well, uh, Star Citizen has uh, hyper poly, but, you know, shit frame rate, uh, but still hyper poly spaceships that uh, work for the most part. And I thought, well, okay, that'd be pretty cool to make a series for that too, right? For um, the most part. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, 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 and then I tried it. Oh boy. Yeah, uh, as a first person uh, shooter fan, uh, my expectations uh, are quite high when it comes to just response and uh, frame rates and uh, just simple basic optimization and so on and so forth. And see, the problem is Star Citizen constantly tries to sell and market itself as a game, as a uh, this functioning environment. And unless you have a really, really good PC, uh, even then you're gonna see a lot of, well, let's be frank, uh, really shit performance and uh, results uh, in the trailers, for example, for uh, Star Citizen or their own um, YouTube channel. You constantly see these polished uh, either trailers that are literally playing like the normal uh, Star Citizen would, but on a really high frame rate and a really smooth gameplay. And it, it would kind it be? Of sells... <laughs> would you want to see the trailers like <laughs> have the hitches and the, the frame rate drops? That would actually be really funny if they released that the trailer. That would be representative. That. That's the thing. Um, I, I absolutely despise uh, misleading marketing. And oh, Star Citizen so you has don't like marketing? The, uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Hate, hate every single marketer out there. Fuck them to death. But no, um, you can represent your uh, product in an honest light and not uh, highly embellish what it is and what it does. And Star Citizen, sadly, constantly, in uh, my view, does that at every possible chance. And that's partly also why they they, they garnered so much attention, because uh, when you're looking at the videos, oh, yeah, it's, it's doing really well, or wow, this gameplay is really cool. And yeah, if it worked like it does, yeah, that would be the case. But when you drop into the Star Citizen itself, that was my experience. I see stuttering left and right. I see just... Uh, stuff not working and uh, fr frankly speaking yeah it was an alpha at the time so that was my first experience and uh within the first 30 minutes uh, my 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 tone changed from oh well yeah it has problems but uh you know it's uh, early access whatever stuff but it was just so bad so 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 horrendous uh oh I, that I, was a I rough not, time. Uh, doesn't matter which version it was. Every version, the same pattern changed. And oh, so is, this my, is this is across the whole spectrum of oh, your yeah, time. Oh yeah, no, it hasn't really changed for me. Okay, it hasn't changed. That's the thing. That's what I mean by when I say 
well, Star Citizen hasn't really changed since then. Yeah, they added a few more gameplay approaches, uh, you know, mining or what was it, the, uh, the, 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 fuck, uh, Jails, uh, they added uh, salvaging, they added a few more missions here and there, ships and blah, 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 blah. But uh, fundamentally, the same performance, the same experience, the same jank crap is still around and it hasn't improved. The core basics of the product hasn't improved to such a level that you would say, yes, it has improved. All they have done, uh, in my view, right, is that they just simply pushed more features on it and the word feature creep is indeed something that comes to mind a lot rather than improving so what's what's kind of an example of feature creep since then ships and the gameplay they pro provide or the, uh, the the promise for gameplay uh feature creep jesus Christ, um, server meshing is a good example of it. Um, I don't, yeah, no, uh, we can start from the start from, um, you know, the original idea of uh, Star Citizen back in 2012, right? Well, uh, yeah, no, so that's why I wanted to start from 2017, or rather, yeah, was it 2017 but, 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 or 2018 you were talking about? Uh, 2017, end of 2017 is uh, when I've uh, picked up. Uh, was it before or after 3.0? Because that makes a big uh, difference. It, uh, 3.0, I, I did lived through the 3.0 transition so uh, so so yeah i did see uh you know whatever they uh, implemented with 3.0 they removed the offline uh so you would, blah, blah, blah. you would say performance wise 3.1 3.2 plays the same as the game does now uh, let's see 3.0 oh god um well, because the servers were constantly being forced upon you and you couldn't log in without that, right? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the performance, the, that's the weird thing. The performance really hasn't changed too much. Uh, it, again, it really depends more on how the servers feel at the current date uh, rather than what the version is, which is weird as well. But kind of expected, I guess. You feel like the servers run any better? Hard to think back on it, uh, but they, same jittery, stuttery uh, physics, so eh, not, not really. Um, technology, sure, probably has improved uh, since they are using the Amazon servers, I think. Um, yeah, better, more horsepower-y uh, hardware does improve a few things, but then again, Chris Roberts has been pushing more crap onto uh, Star Citizen, so... It's been sort of evening out. Uh, as, as, as soon as they get a step, you know, in, in, in direction of performance, they cram something more on it. It's, it feels like, at least. So. It feels like a, a smartphone OS update. They're like, yeah, we put bigger batteries in the phone, but the CPU does more processes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned that the gameplay hasn't really changed. Um, what would you want to see from gameplay to say it has like what would be a realistic new gameplay mechanic like a new feature that you would say actually makes a difference to the game uh fuck features <laughs> no, no 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 that, that that's my that's my take there um thing is uh, when i say the uh, well star citizen hasn't changed uh sure they added as i said previously the, the additional features you know the the, the, the things to do within Star Citizen, right? The jail, the mining, the salvaging, the 
Oh, guys, a couple of other missions out there, you know, the bunker stuff, uh, as well as three, four, eight, ninety jumps, the blah, 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 uh, for first person stuff, right? Uh, for ship stuff, there's also uh, other plethora of stuff. Uh, <clears throat> racing is a good one uh, that I actually like, but regardless. Uh, for me to say that Star Citizen has improved, that's that's the core difference. I'm, I'm, again, I do recognize features have been added, but in general sense, Star Citizen hasn't changed for me. The same bad performance still persists. The same bad physics, the same bad UI, AI, uh, and many other things just pertain that are just the core tenets of not just Star Citizen, but a game. That's what I, you know, get annoyed a lot about, because you log in and you see low frame rate or stuttery frame rate, and you're just seeing uh, your dropped item just wobble around in the on the ground, right, as, as it lands. <sighs> so it's as... kind of like the, st the general stability and, like, feel of playing the game then. Uh, yeah, I would say so, because... You know, I go with the basics uh, first and foremost. You see a uh, game in early access. It releases with an idea and a, a demo-like sort of environment, and it shows that okay, yeah, well, we'll we'll expand the map later, or we're gonna add features later. Um, the first thing that you often tend to see is the stability uh, and the core principles of the gameplay being set in place. Uh, physics being a great example, uh, design being another one, and then just that being built upon. Well, at the same st same time, for me, Star Citizen feels like it just tosses more crap on that is barely even thought out. I mean, a great example for that would be, uh, oh gods, um, selling land. Remember that? The insurance forms for, uh, you know, for the land stuff? Where where did that feature go and what what does it even do or is there another uh, that was a dumb move on their part but to clarify they didn't sell land no they, they just didn't sold sell the little land. beacon which basically no, no, everybody it, else what, is going to buy at some point what they sold is uh, as i like to joke about it is an insurance form <laughs> not 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 insurance they're selling literal paper that you sign on for insurance. Not even the insurance! To, to basically just say you can get land at some point, at some time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or rather get insurance, whatever you put on that land. And then, of course, there, there's the whole thing about the building stuff and... Oh. So, yeah. Well, I mean, what um, else would it be other than insurance? Insurance that you actually own the land? Uh, what? As opposed to the physical land itself, like insurance that UEE, the the, the government in the game, yeah. identifies that you own whatever land you claim. Uh, as far as I understand, the land claim tools uh, that they uh, announced a while back was uh, literally just a you know a stick that you put down and then go back to whatever registry there, uh, yeah. and you know once you claim that spot of land. Whatever you put on that land uh, is insured. Uh, and yeah, technically, you can kind of say that it is your land, but well, fundamentally, uh, it's just an insurance for whatever you put on that yeah. land. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, 
It would have been so much worse if they had sold actual land. They would have been screwed. <laughs> uh, that would uh, that would uh, remind me that would of have been uh, Earth this, too? this 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 yeah. I, I was yeah. about to say a scam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been bad. Um, yeah, I I personally so I've not followed a game being made before. But when I see the way that they add things into the game, they kind of just throw stuff in, like you said. Like uh, two, I think, really good examples are ship docking, which came in and worked for a couple of ships. They basically said, okay, the feature works, move on. Or, or ship naming, which works for like five different ships. And once again, they were like, okay, name goes on the ship, technology works, we move on. And it does feel like they have done that a lot over the last like five years, just kind of thrown features in because they're things that they eventually want to be working. Um, but I don't I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing because like eventually those features will have to work, right? And I'm assuming that they're doing that because they require it for something else that's going to be working. Well, when it comes to throwing features, again, there's not necessarily anything bad about throwing just more features onto the pile. And eventually you're going to have to do that, uh, whatever, right? But when you're making a game, right? Uh, I would kind of like to see, especially when it comes to presenting that uh, unfinished product to the public, uh, like Star Citizen is doing uh, with the early access stuff, uh, you would refine the core basics of it and then build upon it. Um, a pretty, pretty good example for me is Subnautica. Subnautica uh, 1 and 2, uh, both of them released in a very bare-bones alpha versions, uh, literally just a basic environment uh, with barely anything uh, actually even textured out uh, more than just 10 meters away from you, right? Uh, and uh, they just keep on building, throwing more features on it and uh, adding more stuff on it. But... The difference is that uh, with Subnautica, yeah, that uh, first release, uh, even the performance is not great, but very quickly, the first thing that they do uh, manage to make properly is the physics and, uh, well, the stability, would, uh, one would say. Of course, optimization comes and goes, you know, you usually don't do optimization very at the start, right? You usually tend to do it at, at the end of uh, the, the, the whole life cycle of uh, the games, but... Uh, for something that is released as early as, let's say, Star Citizen, Subnautica, whatever, uh, there's a certain level of optimization that is done and has to be done. Uh, but uh, for Star Citizen, uh, the servers are so bad. The, <laughs> optimization. Uh, yeah, optimization is yeah, another one. Uh, man, the servers are just so bad. And they kind of make you forget that uh, it's more of a server fault than the actual Star Citizen client fault, right? And, oh, gods, but uh, but even then, physics, mm, I would say physics still does, doesn't quite uh, feel right for Star Citizen. Uh, the character movement also is really very basic at that. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So when it comes to basics upon you know building blocks upon which you would uh, add more stuff or would rely on are not even set in stone properly before you move on to the next one and then you see medical gameplay is being half-assedly uh, thrown out then there's salvaging that is half-assedly kind of thrown out mining the same thing and then you need to redo it time and time and time again and you start but they to can't wonder, do well, they can't do final mining they couldn't have released well, mining with the gadgets because we couldn't even, like, they didn't even have asteroids that worked that way at that time. 
wouldn't asteroids be like one of the core features uh, or yeah, core but building blocks? Maybe they maybe had to make wait to make. Maybe they had to wait to make asteroids until they could get item two point to work, which defines materials in them. Hey there, man, the, the, I, this is why I don't bigger, make games. No, <laughs> there, there's a bigger topic as to how how the planning goes on for Star Citizen, and and again, we're we're just going back to the whole idea that they're just half-assedly pu uh, pushing out a uh, part of a feature, then going back to it ten more times and wasting quite a lot of time when you know if you had, uh, or at least you would think that uh, something was planned out, you would uh, implement a step-by-step step in a full way rather than saying oh today we've redesigned this old feature for the fifth time why say redesign right um uh, so i don't think they're redesigns i don't think mining has been redesigned uh, sure mining maybe not but uh salvage hasn't either mm, i'm, I'm, I'm more the, referring to ship, uh, ship combat though yeah the and, flight uh, model i think is the one that really saw some redesigns uh, ui is a great example of redesign i've lived through Two, if not maybe three versions of it. The old two-point version of UI was bad. It was fine. Mm. It was fine for a bit. And then now it we worked. Have it was running have... on a technology that's not even supported anymore. Yeah, well. So they had to, and that wasn't I mean, but that's Adobe. What is Adobe gonna tell them ten years before they cancel Flash? Hey guys, I know you're making a game, just don't use our technology because it's going to be gone in 10 years. Eh. Well, also, it wasn't really designed uh, visually, visually speaking. Yeah. Uh, but that's why they went and made their own tool to make UI so that they wouldn't no, no, happen no, no. again. Yeah, again, fine. Yeah, the technologies can change and so on and so forth. And porting over uh, the old version, you know, not necessarily might work, but... Uh, <clears throat> visually speaking, they had, or at least I think they had... Uh, design set in stone no yeah. they didn't then they came out with the current ui that is visually the way it is and now we already know what the next ui visually will look like and it's like are you really just willing so willing to just throw all that work that your previous artist did or did you even design what or rather plan out what was uh, supposed to be in the ui in the moby glass for example right was there even a plan of, you know, a, a general idea as to what the UI needs to have by the end of it? Or are you just remaking it every time there's some new feature that Mr. Roberts decides to shit out? Well, the way I saw it was that they made like a Moby Glass uh, have the basics that we would need for the game at the time, which it didn't like. So, for instance, the, I think the Galaxy map is a good example. They made it at a time oh. when we only could really travel so far. Uh, so they built it with like the basics, but I don't know. I don't know if I would have expected them to build in things like waypoints if there was no way to even select or share them for a few years. Granted, I do think that we should have gotten that earlier, but I, I, I see what you're saying. There's either doing something polished, doing it that way and, you know, making sure however you can that you'll never have to redo it again. And then there's like the whole iteration aspect. And I think there's a balance to oh, be had. Iteration happens. Uh, again, I'm, I'm accounting for iteration. What I'm talking about uh, when I say the word planning is an actual plan how things will work out. And um, 
yeah, the, the constant remaking of, you know, little things or larger things tend to hint that, you know, somebody had a plan for this thing and then they thought, oh, oh well, it's not going to work out. And sure, sometimes that happens, but with Star Citizen, it just happens so often. There doesn't seem to be a general plan for what Star Citizen is. And with every new added feature or any new idea that somebody had within the company uh, seems to be so willy-nilly, willfully discarding the old stuff and, and, and sort of postponing the general development uh, to just remake stuff to align with uh, the new idea so willfully. I do wonder how how common or uncommon that is in gaming to kind of... Again, we're not, never really going to know because every game is slightly different, right? Yeah. So you can only guess at it. So, but yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like the idea of you want to make the game that you know is going to be good, but at some point you kind of have to just cut yourself off and say, okay, this is as good as it's going to get. And there's, there's definitely a big conversation to be had about sure. how much money somebody yeah. deserves in that pursuit. Well, money is one thing, but rather how much time you have and how how further can you willfully are willing to will it push it? Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I speak very good. <laughs> but no, no, it's it's basically how far you are willing to push. At at some point, you have to have somebody within the company with a goddamn plan to say that okay. It'd be nice to have that feature later down the line, but how about we just set sit down and finish something so that we can, you know, continue building upon some uh, rigid uh, foundation rather than uh, ever malleable uh, sinking uh, sand or something. Yeah. Or house. There Speaking go. of finishing. Yes. Answer me this question. Do you think that uh, Star Citizen will ever release? Um, God, Star Citizen is a good question, but for Squadron 42, yeah, we can we can expect at least some kind of a thing from Squadron 42, but uh, for Star Citizen, oh, I don't know. That's, that's the thing. Uh, fundamentally, uh, the ship sales are far too profitable, and uh, the reason why it's profitable is partially to say that, well, hey, this is still building. As soon as they say that uh, this is 1.0, we're, you know, releasing this thing, uh, ultimately the charade uh, about selling ships for upcoming gameplays or, or uh, upcoming video game might not be accepted in a general uh, public, I would say, because, hey, now it's a finished game. What the hell do you need that extra money for, for uh, from the ship sales? And I doubt the ship sales will stop even with uh, 1.0. It's far too profitable, and it, you'd be stupid to cut it off. Well, but, well, uh, that's, that's actually, I think, so let's talk about that, because if they say it's 1.0, do you really think yeah. they'll have all the star systems done by then? Hard to say. Uh, hard to say what they uh, th uh, think of uh, what is a 1.0, right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think uh, they, you, they. They said it, it's going to be hundred systems, but you know that was that was uh, before they like tried to do 10 planets. Years ago. Yeah, so like that's changed. So their 1.0 is probably going to be something like five systems or, or something, right? And, and that's and they, fine. You, again, you can copy paste systems, no problem. Uh, putting stuff into them that they actually are different. Now that's a whole different topic. So 
the fact that Star Citizen is a one system, again, I like to joke about it, but I don't take it seriously. Uh, one star system equals thousand star systems. You can copy paste files easily. And the same thing goes with uh, star systems, like anything. Code can be uh, copy pasted, models can be copy pasted, literally everything digital can be copy pasted. So uh, whether or not Star Citizen has one system or thousand doesn't matter. What matters is what is in them and how they interact and how they differentiate and make the overall experience, blah, 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 blah. So, but, the, but if they may, if they just hit five systems, they obviously want to add more. I think that would be their reasoning for why they still need ship sales. Doesn't matter if it's uh, three systems, as long as there is uh, sufficient enough uh, gameplay to warrant the sale price or the work they've done, fine. Uh, so, so yeah, for me, the, the, the number of systems is really moot point, because especially after Elite Dangerous, uh, with uh, billions of star systems, you can have billions of star systems, but it ain't gonna make your uh, sandbox better but Especially that's why when you Star look Citizen, at the Assassin's Creed. That's why it's taken so long, though, because they're not copy-pasting the systems. They're doing factions, they're doing uh, different companies and planets and moons, and even all the way down to, like, the fashion items in the systems are all different. So that will take a lot more time and effort for them to develop even after they hit that 1.0. thing is, uh, Fallout New Vegas was released in 18 months with really good story, lots of factions, and their interactability with a good story, right? So, to me, hearing people say, oh, well, there are a lot of factions that they are, you know, designing and making and clothing articles and all that stuff, it's... It can be done, and... Yes, and why isn't it anybody doing done. it? Oh, everybody keeps are? saying this. Not oh, life. Who's doing it? Is Starfield doing it? Is, are they going to put some custom life. factions oh, in all of the star, star systems? Are they going to have different gangs and different vibes in the different systems? Or are they going to make planets that you can go on and explore and do a few quests and do some missions? Well, that's the thing. Um, X4 has several factions. Uh, well, technically, LA Dangerous also has, but... Let, let, many, let's how many planets can that. you land on on an X4? Uh, X4, not be none, yes. Though, is landing, you know, touching down on ground really the, the sort of a mark, such a big separation it's, in gameplay It's not, terms? but like they're all different types of games. And no, so when I, when I hear the sure. idea that like Star Citizen is, is, is somehow not able to do this when Fallout New Vegas did and therefore Star Citizen is doing it wrong, it, they're different games. Uh, just because they are different games, they're not uncomparable. Again, you can compare games uh, as long as you're being, you know, up forth about what you're doing. You know, sure, yeah. you're not going to compare uh, the, the, a water pistol from one game with a literal spaceship in, in uh, Warhammer 40k, right? Although, if you really want to, you kind of can. Again, it depends on what the theoretical approach you go for. And we're just, uh, you know, comparing just for the fun of it, because, well, frankly, it's out of our hands. Yeah. Fundamentally, my point about uh, Star Citizen is what Star Citizen is doing for the most part is nothing new. And things that it has done or wants to do has been done better in other places. Factions are a great, a great example with a lot of other games having, you know, fundamentally 
better examples. Again, Fallout New Vegas with the uh, story-wise or, or the way factions interact and blah, 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 blah. Uh, sure. I agree with you there. I mean, so, Star Citizen's faction system is, uh, we'll say, alpha implementation at this point. Alpha, alpha for such a long time. Again, we're going back to the planning out stage. <laughs> Shouldn't these things already be planned out? I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, Th that's the thing. That's we're all guessing, we're all speculating yeah. at this point, and and that's part of the fun, you know. Hey, I'm saying that you know what Star Citizen is uh, doing is nothing really special except for maybe a few outstanding things. Others may disagree, and that's fine. And that's fun, right? So, so what would you say would like warrant a release of the game? Oh God, with the Star Citizen, fundamentally. Oh, God. Um, let's see. Uh, for me, Star Citizen would be fine if it released with this one system, with good missions uh, that would be a, at least a, approximately similar to... Let's see. Uh, Story-wise or gameplay-wise, right? Um, if Star Citizen right now refined everything that it has, literally everything, stop any new of the features, just throw them out, f*** it. Um, if Star Citizen released right now in the state uh, with all the features uh, fully polished and uh, finished, because uh, let's be frank, you know, the, the, the space combat stuff is not finished, blah, 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 it's the mm -hmm. old version, whatever, right? Once that's implemented and other things, right, uh, properly redone, uh, add the story, you know, a couple of missions so that, it doesn't feel like dangerous where you're just uh, of, yeah. yeah where you're just uh, throwing out missions upon missions that are pointless right star citizen could be called a game however not a great one but you know hey uh, the features that it would have would still be ca uh, countable as a game and gameplay right so so you feel like this besides like stability and and some story and said, like I, the core no, of the it, game you, you you do feel like it's something that could be released if star citizen refined its optimization if yeah, it yeah, introduced yeah, yeah. Uh, you know again if it uh, sorted out optimization if it sorted out uh, the features that are you know uh, still in progress of being made uh, for uh, the current existing stuff right and stopped any new additions uh, ref uh, refining of the existing stuff that star citizen already has if they just refined it and finished those parts that you know that are already out yeah, it'd be a pretty good game. Um, uh, depends on performance again. But yeah, let's say performance is really good, right? Mm -hmm. Star Citizen like would normal. look fantastic if it had good performance. Add even hell, an eight-hour simple story chain, right? And you're done. You, you made a really good space sim. Even if it's one system, doesn't matter because it looks good it has uh, plenty of variety within that one system and and within you know things in it yes it does feel empty but fundamentally there are <clears throat> less finished triple a uh, titles out there right now so in the modern day it wouldn't be such a big sell uh Makes me sad a, yeah i know right uh how low our standards have dropped at this point but uh that's kind of my pet peeve oftentimes with Star Citizen as well. If they just stop adding more crap and pushing that uh, finish line, right, constantly forward, just refining it after a couple of years, you 
could have at least some sort of a jumping off point and building uh, or foundation upon which you can continue raising that uh, bar and continue releasing stuff. And people would actually get to play a real game rather than just experience a test server or a test server for a test server. Yeah, but if they stopped now, we wouldn't even get refining gameplay. Who cares? This guy. <laughs> there are plenty of features already. Just what? stop and finish something i mean if they haven't put in a feature that they said on day in on day one wouldn't that be pretty pretty rude uh honestly at this point uh the majority of the fandom will swallow it and yes i'm being very patronistic right now but let's be frank about ourselves majority will swallow it and will still accept it so i think they're yeah, missing I think they're missing so much right now, but that's that's the thing about Star Citizen. It's like it's got so much diverse gameplay that something that doesn't matter to one person is the only reason somebody else plays. And I think they kind of feel that responsibility. That's the corner they put themselves in, but I think they feel that. And so they're like, okay, we got to make sure these are all pretty well-rounded. Well, honestly, I don't know, man. We'll see do what, what comes yeah yeah so i feel like we've kind of touched on this but i want to get like a straight straight up answer on it what are the worst problems with star citizen at the moment let's say let's include both because i know you're going to talk about stability and stuff but let's also talk about maybe like game design decisions well the worst part of star citizen uh Again, I can, yeah, I can say the stability, right? Uh, I can say the planning is uh, definitely a big part of it, but those are kind of just symptoms. Symptoms of, um, well, basically Chris Roberts. Uh, it's, it's, it's a symptom of uh, him as, uh, as, as a game maker, if he can even be called that anymore. I mean, whatever, fine. Again, I'm being snarky there, but uh, fundamentally, the feature creep. And the feature creep comes from the consistent persistence of pushing forward those goalposts and just adding more crap. Okay. That I got to I gotta ask, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is if they, like, talked about a feature back, like I said uh, at the beginning, like year one or whatever, and then they didn't really talk about it, and then they brought it back in now to bring it into the game, would that feel like feature creep? Because then you have to go back and look at all the things that they've talked about. And I mean, like, obviously, that's kind of a cop out. But there are examples of that kind of thing where, like, they introduced a ship or something. And they're like, okay, this is a ship. It does data running. Data running is going to be in the game. But we got to do the data first. And then they come back five years later. And they're like, okay, now we're working on data running. Would that feel like feature creep? Uh, well, feature creep is just... Yeah, uh, kind of would be. Because, well, hey, uh, originally, sure, fine. You can cut features from a game and that often happens i mean with um uh, what was it uh, cyberpunk we saw quite a lot of features actually come out after uh, the release that yeah, you know, screw hey, them for that. Uh, a couple of things <laughs> uh, were planned and they were cut out and with uh, fuck elder scrolls uh, skyrim right uh, that one had like for example an arena whole map was made right and then that was cut so it's okay to cut out features, and sure, it's also okay to bring them back. Uh, fundamentally, feature creep comes when you just 
keep on pushing more crap out. Cutting them out is uh, management of that, uh, or stopping work on some uh, some parts. That's again management. So bringing them back is reintroduction of the same feature, and it's still a feature creep. It's still addition of a new goalpost. So yeah, okay, that would be my take. It's an it's it's another interesting angle because people who join the game now don't have that all that context of things that they might have talked about in the past like they they talked about uh, i think a good example resource management they started developing it like a year and a half two years ago and kind of explained how it was going to work and what it was going to do to ships and then they sort of reintroduced it to the community recently as like okay this is uh it's past the design phase and now they're actually implementing it and then people reacted to it so you kind of see that idea of like people think it's something new that they're bringing in right then when it was they just weren't really talking about it and i think they suffer from a problem where if they're not talking about the features they're working on uh people forget that they're supposed to be in the game that's just the public's reception um so public's reception is not indicative of uh you know whether or not uh, a game is feature creep or not so meh it is for that person well, sure, sure, fair enough. Uh, I don't know, man. I I see where you're coming from, though. There is definitely some feature creep in this game. I will uh, some <laughs> not deny that. <laughs> like said, I said, I mean, like I said, it's about how we view it. There's a lot of things that they've talked about in the past that I'm like expecting them to bring I mean, back yeah, up. Fundamentally, yeah, we can go into semantics and say, yeah, okay, the word feature creep, whatever, that means the blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. like they released the Endeavor. Okay, the Endeavor is a ship that has some ridiculous qualities about it. And so like when they start working on it at some point, people are going to be like, what is this feature creep? When in reality, there are people who spent like however many hundreds of dollars 10 years ago to get that ship. So they have to make the decision of either saying, screw these features, we're not going to put them until after the game is released, you guys don't get your ship until after the game is released, or uh, they, they take the time to go back and do it. Oh, common, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know what to say really about that. Why don't we finish off uh, flipping the tables? I want to know if you have any questions. Well, we can go with, uh, sure, why not? Uh, what's your take on the worst part of Star Citizen, right? Ah, what the star is... map, you mean? Oh, really? <laughs> Such a small little thing? <laughs> that just, it causes me so much pain. Um, uh, I, would, no, the... I do want to strangle whoever designed it. I genuinely want to strangle whoever designed it because I would take literally Unity UI basic flat map uh, example. I, I, I'll take that. I, the cheap piece of shit that it is, right? Just I'll take that by a literal intern made. The worst part the of the game... The worst part of the game, I think, is the, the nature that it's in development. So, like, anything that is done is viewed as being done and good and, like, it's set. So, like, they'll do something, they'll put a vehicle or a weapon in the game or an item in the game or they'll add a new feature and clearly change it up or do something with it to promote testing or just to kind of, like, make sure it works and then move on. And people will look at it and say, 
holy crap, this sucks. This isn't going to be good. And it's and it's like, well, I mean, there's not even like there's not even the right NPCs at that base to fight you yet. And I know we're going back to that idea of these are the things that you would think that they would have gotten first, but the point still stands. They're not there. And it sucks that it's so easy to, to miss that because it makes it's this game's development very up, yeah. frustrating. It's a decent point you bring up because uh, basically that, 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 that sort of argument is saying, oh, well, hey, uh, it's, it's your fault for misunderstanding. You just I'm don't not blaming anybody. No, no, that literally is. Well, people are complaining that, oh, well, it, it's a feature that uh, has been uh, No, no, no. There. I didn't say that the problem was people <laughs> complaining. The problem is mm. that it is so hard for CIG to communicate that. It's hard for that to uh, be made clear. I see. Okay. Uh, it's, fair it's, enough. It's easy to... It's easy to view the game as a finished game and that ruins the experience for you. And I think that hurts like the way that people play the game. It hurts the way the how people feel right, when right, they come right, away gotcha. from the game. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay, so so yeah, but but the problem with that sort of statement also is that CIG aren't really doing themselves any favors when they are promoting uh, the features with trailers with whatever uh, well showcases as a finished thing when you know frame rates are really stable when everything looks so glossy right um, when it actually is not just a cinematic when you understand that it's not just a cinematic this is supposed to be a representation of what the actual gameplay is and somebody from uh, outside is uh, looking for example my uh, one of my pet peeves was with a medical gameplay uh, trailer if you remember that one um, Everything is just so smooth. Everything's so so gameplay like, right? What do you expect from Star Citizens uh, in uh, in in testing environment in gameplay uh, examples, right? And then you drop in and it's it's just a stuttery mess and so on and so forth. So yeah, it. Well, I I get it. Yeah, that uh, oftentimes we do misunderstand uh, what a thing is supposed to be when we see uh, in media and elsewhere, right? Uh, a new thing being added. And construing that with a finished thing, uh, but the thing is, CAG is not doing particularly anything. In fact, they are often encouraging that sort of a feel or that uh, perception that it's uh, it's working, it's finished, or rather, well, maybe misleading a little bit. Uh, one would say about the state of it. Yeah. I I don't 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 take this my complaint as uh, talking about the people. I'm not laying blame on anybody. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. I, I misunderstood this uh, that part. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I would say that the best thing that they could do was work on their website and work on building a knowledge base of the features and the things that are in the game. Because right now you could you, you could be like, okay, I want to know what's going on with ship docking. You search that online. CIG should have a page that says this is the ship, like this is what ship docking is used for, and these are the ships it works with. Oh, oh but they have the the what was it? The roadmap. Oh, well, that's not. <laughs> that doesn't even. They do have a knowledge base too. It's just very Actually. small, and it's hard to find. But yeah, I think I think their it's biggest. It's your fault for not finding it. Uh, <laughs> what are you, some sort of hater, Tomato? Come on, man. I it's think that the, the, it's alpha. 
that's the best thing they could do to fix that is is because they have inside star citizen and they kind of do it in star citizen live those are like weekly things where they do it but they're only covering a, a small amount of stuff there like if you want to find out what is the idea of mining you got to go and look for a design document you find out it's only been updated in 2015 and I know this stuff takes extra manpower, but like it would go a long way in helping people understand where the game is right now. Not necessarily. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a bit of a paranoia for me, uh, but uh, it, it, it's part of marketing, right? Uh, they wouldn't be selling as many ships uh, as they are if they presented Star Citizen uh, with half as half as glossy trailers as they are right now so it's part of the just marketing tactic um liked or not uh, but i'm just talking about just explainers just like text just text pages saying this is what it takes extra effort uh, fundamentally well, yeah. so yeah because because of how open they're trying to look like uh, when it comes to actually giving that information it's uh, well it takes extra manpower and again it slows down the just general de development when somebody yeah. has to go and actually write it down so you can understand their well i guess apathy of not caring to really give that information it's just eh, it's somewhere there in the forums or eh, is there somewhere in the road go map? on youtube yeah it's, yeah exactly it's, that that would take away from development funds i'm sure plenty of people would honestly hate that and complain about it so i get the decision but i think that would that's probably my main gripe with the problem with the project right it's now. It's a rock and a hard place uh, with that sort of thing because of how they position themselves into and how their marketing works so yeah yeah any so more questions well uh let's see actually share with the folks at home what is your experience with the space sims i don't have much actually really? yeah star citizen is my first space sim oh okay well yeah, fair yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay then then just like me you're coming from outside uh, at least back yeah the day for me uh i i was what is your background in gaming at right least? so basically i've i'm a lot like you first person i love first person games my first major game that i got obsessed with was halo i played the entire series i also enjoyed other games that were kind of like halo like uh kill zone uh resistance fall of man those are the the playstation okay. versions and i loved rpgs so like mass effect was a big one for me knights of the old republic was good uh the witcher series is something that i enjoyed um, have you played the first one the first one yeah yeah that was oh, oh you poor soul it's funny how much they progressed through the <laughs> games oh. yeah um so those games i've really loved and i've always liked rpg games character and story driven games like games that are an immersive sims so like deus ex prey um system shock stuff like that so i've always liked that sort of interactivity you can get from a first person game and, and rpgs and that oh, okay. was i was looking for like Prey 2, the original concept for it, where you were like a space bounty hunter. I was looking at Star Wars 1313. Oh, yeah, I remember. I was oh. excited for uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, I think it might have been at the time. Oof. I was coming off of Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided. Like, I had this really strong oh, urge. Oh, but pre-order now! <laughs> I was, I was, oh, God, <laughs> that was terrible. I, I was coming off this really, really strong phase of sci-fi deep sci-fi games and that's when i came across star citizen i'm like uh, well i can do all this in space okay i'll i'll, I'll sign up and 10 yeah, years later I yeah, right. here i am yeah, that's but pretty yeah, cool that's, that's pretty cool where i came from 
Fair enough. Hmm. Let's see. Any other questions? Hmm. Well, I guess I got nothing. So potato. All right. All right. No problem. That was <laughs> that was kind of my job. Well, thank you, Yamix, for coming onto the sure. show and talking some uh, also, intense Star Citizen. Also, remember, Star Citizen's Citizen. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's your sign off. Uh, oh, talking oh, some in, intense Star Citizen. I love it. I really wanted to get a chance to look at it more critically with you and, and bounce off of each other. So thanks oh, for coming I'm on. I'm here for you, buddy. The drive-bys, yeah. I'm sure you'll be on again at some point. But uh, before you go, sure. let all the folks know where they can find your own content. You see the name? There, there, some, somewhere there. Yeah. Yep. Search that. Simple links, as that. Yeah. Uh, without links the, are down below. D H E, but yeah, you know, whatever. Six letters, not too hard to spell. So go for it. It's Although American easy. countries, yeah. Um, hmm. I, okay, six letters, not too hard. Please, America, Alabama, please learn. Education's good. These are not <laughs> uh, statements endorsed or supported by Space Tomato Gaming. This is, this is all Yamix. Anyways, it's all down yeah. below in the show notes, so go check that out if you'd like to see more of his content. And of course, supporters who are here, if you're a supporter on Patreon, YouTube, or, or Twitch, you can come and watch these live, as well as get an exclusive videos, behind the scenes. And for some supporters, we actually just created a uh, referral code randomizer. I know the Reddit has one, and we created one for Space Tomatoes, so you can click, and our supporters will get their uh, their referrals codes used. You like that, Yamix? You like that perk? You like free ships your your favorite <laughs> he's putting up the uh, illuminati symbol <laughs> uh, not exactly oh pure <laughs> pyramid scheme <laughs> i mean the referrals are I, like tesla does referrals it's it's a weird system so, so, so but tell me whatever. uh how, how how do you like working uh with, without pay how do you like being you know <laughs> uh i'm fine because i get yeah. ships for it Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not working without pay i also get a really that's, good that's fun game to play literally but anyways okay fine i don't need pay that's the thing is uh, like fair enough i i see star citizen as like working as a qa but i'm perfectly fine with it because i don't have to do it if i don't want to i get to value do it whenever your time, i want value yeah. your knowledge that's, that's why that's i didn't really point. and don't let companies abuse you that's that goes beyond star citizen and other things just generally speaking value your time be creative and uh yeah valuing my time is why i do podcasts like this instead of playing the game for 20 hours a week <laughs> and that well, my friends is a statement towards the quality of the game right now <laughs> i mean it's, oh, no. it's 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 the case i i personally i didn't play regularly until this year um partially because my computer couldn't handle it but also because i just wasn't there wasn't quite there yet and i feel like at this point now i'm willing to put probably like five to eight hours in ten hours maybe a week uh but i'm still not at that point where i'm like diving into it every day hardcore it's it's just not there yet and i'm fine with admitting that fair enough anyways that's the launch sequence <laughs> thank you everybody for joining whether you're on youtube or any of the podcast platforms spotify amazon google all the things Thanks for joining for episode 104. It's been lovely. Keep a good smile on your face, and I'll see you all next week. Mm -hmm.